Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are current. There's 70 minutes left in the Manchester City Leicester City game, so we're watching this. I don't know. Do you just want to watch the first 20 minutes and we comment <laughs> on the game, or do you actually just want to? No, 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 Lukman, because oh, 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 come <laughs> El Capitan, wow. <laughs> And should we, should, we, should we just? I wasn't sure if it went in or if it Oh my god! <sighs> and, and wow. Imagine being a Liverpool fan watching this. <laughs> that is unsavable. That's like Messi's free kick. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. 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 You. You. You can't see it. That's. That's too much power. <laughs> look, look. Look at Pep. <laughs> too much power. <laughs> that, that <laughs> oh man. It was just, it was how is it going to happen? It was, they were always going to get one, right? Because 90 yeah. minutes is a long time. But anyway, so yeah, this is Suck Attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, man, it's your boy, HH. You know what? Maybe Brighton can do something. Can they possibly at home? Like they took points of Arsenal. I'm just, you know? I'm, I'm in shock. I don't even know what to do. Like, all right, this is Talking Tactics. It is now 1 0. <laughs> and there's, 20 minutes left to go, so uh, you guys already know what happens by the time you listen to this, but we'll keep you abreast of, of our experience as we watch this. Mm. Because now, do you think the game flips and now City have to defend? And, oh, 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 no. He almost did a Gerard there. Yeah. <laughs> Hero oh, to zero, like, real no, quick. Cool. No, I, I'm always interested to know what is the psychology of um, the... Um, what's, what's, what's the psychology of the teams that's like like a team like Leicester City, what's their psychology? Do you really care where the title goes to? Are you are you extra G'd up for this game? The manager tells you, you get to de- decide the title. Like if you go out there and you get a result, you decided who won the Premier League. Maybe that's how they do it. Hmm. Because like Newcastle, Newcastle played amazing against Liverpool. And I wasn't really ex- – I, I knew it would be a difficult game, but I didn't think they would equalize twice and essentially make Liverpool win the game three times. Um, I didn't think that would happen. 
So maybe it's one of those professional pride, more no, no, money, bonuses. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. I mean, also not. I think something I just think like just from the enter in the psychology of the players, when you know that you can somehow be involved in a title race, you actually feel so because the game now means something, especially for the team that you're there playing. And I think that maybe that maybe it rubs off on you. Do you remember when do you remember when Leicester won the title and yeah. Chelsea played Tottenham? Like because go. Chelsea Tottenham well, is already like there's already that energy. Maybe that's a bit easier. Like basically, this now is interesting. Or, or the Newcastle Liverpool game, where like Newcastle really were playing. <laughs> Jesus, it's gonna be hard to do this for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> Just like... yeah. Wait, wait. I mean, like, do you think something else is is gonna happen, or I, I I just get distracted by anything that could happen? Like that's you... that's the whole fun of of doing things like 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 these now, you know, know. In, the, in the the whole tension and everything. We don't know what's gonna happen. Exactly. So yeah. Follow us on social media. All the links to all of our stuff are in the description. If you're a Patreon back, you'll get your 30 to 40 minutes of talking tactics extra. Where do you want to start this week? I mean... Basically, everything happened. Have we, have we reflected on, on the first legs? No. No, we haven't. So, okay, so, we, so, we, so we recorded before the first leg. Yeah. And people will listen to this before the second leg. That's, see, I, it's hard for me to pay attention. I'm like, what is going to happen in this game? <laughs> <laughs> look, no, 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 look, look, City are gonna win. Like, there's less, 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 let's be real. Like, City are they're not gonna drop points here. Like, yeah, but that could be like a, a goal, red card, or I mean, once and nah, nah, I mean, no, so, no, once they scored that goal, I think once the would, second goal comes, I feel yeah, like no, 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 trust me. I think the key thing was them scoring that goal. I think once they scored that goal, then it's like, all right, I don't think these guys are gonna throw this away now. Oh man, Jesus. it's actually clipped to the top of the crossbar. Look at oh, mate. That he is put, that's he unsavable. Puts, he puts the swerve. He, goes, he cuts it. across the ball to put he like oh that's just dope. So is he moving up like the all-time center back ratings with goals like that? No, because that's not what a center back is required to do. But scoring goals is just extra sauce. <laughs> yeah. So but okay, what did didn't he score against Manchester United in previous title winning seasons? I think he, he scored... scored some huge goals. No, 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 no. I think that game was where they lost three two, where they were up two zero. United came back three two to win. I think he no, and no, 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 no. He, scored, he, he scored a goal against Manchester United, a one nil win. But I, I don't oh, know okay. if this was eleven twelve. But yeah, mm. you know what? You probably have a better grasp on the Champions League than I do. So you host it for a second. Ajax against Tottenham. Obviously, that was the first leg. Ajax completely outclassed um, Tottenham. But a narrative that I see, which I think is pretty unfair, is Tottenham were pretty much slated by how badly they played. People say, oh, Tottenham was so horrible. Look at how badly they played. It's, it's how, how can you play like this at home? It's a disgrace. But I was like, wait a minute. Pochettino is missing Kane. He's mm. missing Son. Mm. I think Lamella is injured as well. Mm. And they bought nobody in the summer and mm-hmm. in Jan- January. That's, in my opinion, is a great result for Pochettino because I believe that they still have a chance in the second leg. Because if they had opened up, really gone, gone, gone to attack, they get beat 2-3-0, then it's it's light lights out. 1-0, based on all the injuries they, they had, and with your boy Fernando Llorente up front, that was all right. Because it could have been a lot worse. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I think, was, was it during the game where you like said it's the chairman's fault? Essentially, that was the point of your yeah, team. yeah, yeah. Leave it. Yeah, he's he's to blame. Mm. He's to blame. So, um, so but I think Ajax. See, if I'm Ajax and Ten Hag, the coach, I would be really angry because they should have won one, two, zero, or three, zero in that game, and that just puts massive pressure for them in the second leg because 
Kanuwanko, Edgar Davids, Seedorf, Van der Sar, De Boer, they're, they're all going to be in that state stadium, man, because this is the chance to get back to the final place we've not been to since the class of 95 and 96. So the kind of pressure they're going to be dealing with is going to be crazy. I, I, I like how you said all the black players first. <laughs> Look, I didn't do that intentionally. Okay? It, 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 it went through Kadu, David. Oh my God, what? You know, wait, wait, can I just divert? How sad? How sad? Kelechi? Yeah, 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 Nacho is now a bench player. How the mighty have fallen, man. Imagine if he scores against the team oh, that yeah. sold him. This could be a cool narrative if he's going to win. is a classy brick at the moment, bro. You see, you're extra harsh on Nigerians. No, I'm of, just real, man. Of, of peep game. Like, you care so much that it's like tough love. Oh, yeah. You know, you have to. That's 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 how you show the real love is, is the tough love. It's, it's that fake love that, that I hate. Where, oh, everything we do is great. Shut up. Like, Ajax should have really, really... Like, basically, they are the better team. They are the better team. They're just the better team. But the better team doesn't always go through. Barcelona with the better team against Chelsea on paper, but who went to the final in 2012? Chelsea. So being the better team doesn't really mean anything in knockouts football. So then on the Wednesday, we got... What was that? On Wednesday... <laughs> <laughs> so on Wednesday, we got... Um... Barcelona, Liverpool. Liverpool didn't play that badly, in my opinion. I, I thought they, 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 they were okay. The but... chances were there. The yeah. chances were there. They cannot complain. The chances were there. One team has Messi and the other team doesn't, essentially. But first, you know, I, I, we, we, we need to put some credit. Give Alba some credit for that ball. Like No, no, no. Alba was the best player on the pitch for me. Vidal was had a big game, but Alba was the best player on the pitch. But it's Barcelona's defending is what really surprised me. Their defending was outstanding. What was the first Messi goal? That, that, um, that was no, 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 no. That was um, what's it called? No, yeah, it's basically um, he played it through balls to the cannibal, cannibal hit it, it hit the crossbar. Messi was the first to react while um, your and boy like... Van Dijk was just standing, <laughs> looking. Yeah, all right. So you're gonna like, I think slating Van Dijk or like making fun of Van Dijk has become a thing because he's now considered the best center back in the Premier yeah, League. The because so, like, once... every mistake he makes, it's yeah. like, ah, look what he did. He's not as good as y'all say he is. No, but because I think whenever people really go overboard with praising someone, it leaves them open to criticism. But the thing is that you can't go overboard praising Messi. You know, it's like, when you just say, oh, Messi is amazing, amazing, he shows it every single time. And very rarely does he not show it. So... It's different, but then a guy like Van Dijk, who's literally just turned up on the block, is like and for me. And what I always say is that unless you do it against the the best, you can't be you can't be called the best. The best of the best don't live in the Premier League. What did what happened when the free kick went in? Or you know, I'm assuming there's like a video online of your reaction. I haven't I haven't seen, but I'm sure it's there. Oh so yeah, like, it is. There. It is. There. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, 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 I screamed and, sh and shouted, man. So it was um, quite fearsome for, for some people. It, it was when I saw it, I was like, was it deflected? And I still don't know if it went off Gomez's oh, no, shoulder. Oh, no. Actually, what's what I mean, what's what was it called? I actually um I watched it again in the office because my colleague in the office is a Barcelona fan, mm -hmm. and we watched it again, and it didn't look like if it's deflected. Like it just, it's really, just, it swerved all the way around and grazed past um, Gomez's head. So for me, when looked at it, it's, it was very close, but it doesn't look like if it deflects. And also, if it deflected, you would have really seen much more of a movement in the in the direction. I just think he just had you a see, crazy swerve on it. The fact that I think it deflects and it probably didn't 
means that whatever whip he put on that ball, when it got to the wall, whatever mm. air movement, that might be what it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> he had the chance. He had the chance. He had the he chance. Have done it. But do you know what? I think, I don't know if it deflected, but I think when it went past the wall, whatever air displacement was there, it did something to it that made it look weird or funny. So are we calling him like top five free kick takers ever at this point? Oh, no, 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 no. For, for sure. Juninho, that's number one, clearly. Who else would people put in there? Oh, no, no, for me. Ju- Beckham, Beckham Ju- would be in that in the top no. five. Um, I'll show, okay, okay, talk first. No, for me, I think basically for me, it's between as far as the greatest, the conversation goes between Juninho. Okay, actually, you know, okay, Juninho, Messi, Beckham, Pielo. Some would say Mihailovic. Shilovet was pretty good because he was Shilovet was a goalkeeper that scored free kicks. Who's who's the Brazilian goalkeeper that played for? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look it up. I'm so bad. Seni. R O G E R I O. Let me let me look up the stats. This guy had 65 goals as a goalkeeper. <laughs> okay, look up look up Shilovet's stats. Jose Luis Shilovet, and also he was also a a, a a a politician as well. So that adds to it. But look up Shilovet's stats. He had 46 goals and 622 appearances. Mm. And this guy had 65 and 575 for Sao Paulo. I was thinking that, but I was also thinking Santos. But I don't know if he would be top five. Who would you say is number one then, if you had to pick? Janino. Like, I've, I have YouTube. I've, obviously, we weren't watching the French League like that back in the days. But <laughs> I'm, it's clearly obvious. Well, no, no, like, no, big, no, I actually watched a showreel of Janino's things. His free kicks were stupid. Now, you could give me the argument that he didn't make free kicks in games like how Messi's doing. I don't think he ever, for Leon ever in a Champions League semifinal for him to pull something like that off. Maybe not. So maybe you could go moment that elevates Messi in some way. Oh, is Ronaldinho in this conversation? Of all time? I'm not sure, man. I'm, I'm not sure that I, I can give him of all time, bro. So our top three, we're gonna go: Juninho, Beckham. Yeah, G- yeah, yeah, no, no, Juninho, Pirlo, and Messi. No, there's no way that Beckham is worse than Pirlo, in terms of dead ball specialists. Okay, all right, okay, um, all right, okay, okay, okay. Put Beckham in. That's the yeah. only reason Beckham is well, not Exist. the only reason. That's, but a, that's no, no, the that's, main that's, reason that's Beckham is relevant because yeah, of that's... his ability to make a ball do whatever he wanted from a stationary position, corners, yeah. free kicks. There's a movie after it. A whole movie. It's actually pretty good. Um, here we go. That's not a foul. That's a foul on somebody. Oh, here we go. Quick. There you go. Boom. One touch. Uh, yo, Leicester's fullbacks, man. I'm jealous. <laughs> Ricardo and Chilwell. Compare that to yeah, oh, no, 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 and... no. yeah, yeah. Those guys are those guys are pretty good, man. But look, but look, City have had to, to really fight fight for this stuff, man. They really have kick to kick it. Get rid of it. Go to the corner oh, flag. Wow, what are you doing? Okay. Corner flag. Oh, what are you doing? Just give the ball to Sterling, you idiot. Sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so, do you actually do you want City to win the league or Liverpool to win the league, or you, or you, or you don't care? I don't care. I just hate seeing stupid things. You know, <laughs> it's just when you're watching the game, just don't be stupid. I don't. I, if it's Liverpool, it'll be a good story. If it's Man City, okay. But yeah, if you're Gundogan, just go to the corner flag. Oh, no, yeah, look, man, it's it's it's, it's, it's pretty over. much game over, man. Yeah, it's over, especially if this goes out. <laughs> he just gave them a throw in. <laughs> 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 he wants this, man. 
that is one of the greatest game winning goals ever, considering the situation. Oh no no no, that was. I mean, if this ends to, to win a game, that that is huge, man. That is huge, man. It's city ball, man. What are you, what are you doing? Yo, we, we need to talk about Chowdhury, by the way. We need to talk about that later. But but maybe oh. we can talk about that in the extra. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. About how he was punished for his old tweets. Mike Dean, blow the whistle, bro. I know you want to keep this going for like two minutes, but come on. There's been a couple penalty claims as well. Like Sterling had one. Oh, yeah. No, but no, but that, that, that was in penalty. But bloody good, good dribble, though. Bloody good mm. dribble. Mike Dean, blow the whistle, man. He's really, he's given a free kick. But you know, you know, yeah, Mike didn't. He's definitely one of one of those refs where he actually wants to actually be the um. He always wants to be the 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 the, the, the sense of attention. Pep's <laughs> looking at the clock. Like, where have these forty extra seconds come from? We don't know. His head is so huge, company day. <laughs> no, no. What's no? What's what's no? He's um. He's a he's he's a Martian. Have you? He does kind of look like um the Martian dude from Justice League. If you ever watch like Justice League cartoons, oh yeah, 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 that, oh yeah, 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 that, that dude, yeah. And there we have it, man. Boom, one nil, Manchester City. So, do you think it's all over, Brighton? What, what, what can they do? Ah, uh, it's it's over, man. Where do you think we no, should no, go? No, no, I mean, next? no, no, no. Basically, um, where we have it right now, so Premier League, City win, Liverpool have won. So, what we have it right now is, it's now gone to the last day of the season. Arsenal will definitely get to top top four. We'll definitely discuss Arsenal and United for sure. But um, yeah, Liverpool pushed them to the last day of the season. And Pep, before the game, he said that Liverpool are the best team that he's faced as a manager. And I was like, hmm, what about the Real Madrid team under Uncle Mo that actually beats you? I don't, I don't really understand that statement. You know, it's going down to the to the last day. I was convinced that the top four would go to the last day of the season. Me I too. am shocked. Like, come on. How many people would have predicted United to um, draw against Huddersfield or for Arsenal to draw points against Brighton who had already survived relegation because of Cardiff drawing with Crystal Palace? It, it goes to show that when people say top six, it's a lie. Like there is, there's no such thing as a top six. Like that's fake. That's false. Like there's a top two and then like the next four teams. Because mm. there's like a, tw- I think there's a 20... Two point gap between Chelsea and Liverpool right now. Twenty two. Twenty two points. How do you have a twenty two point gap between second and third, but it's a top six? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this that, that doesn't make sense. It's not. It's not. So you have the top two, then the next four, then like the top half of mid table, then the bottom half of mid table, and then you have Huddersfield, basically. It's no, I, I mean, no, no. But I think Liverpool have had an impressive. I think basically, if Liverpool beats Wolves. Mm-hmm. I think it might be the highest points a team has reached without winning the league. Definitely. So, but my but my my issue with that is that is that something you want to celebrate? Like, yeah, man, we reached ninety seven points, but oh man, we didn't. No, but you, but you didn't win the league though. Yeah, you know, I think I think if they get ninety seven points and lose the league, that's the third highest total of anyone ever. So you'd have City that had 100, then mm. this season City that have 98, and then Liverpool at 97, or what would it be? Yeah, 97, 97. 97. Yeah. So yeah, that would be the third highest ever. And then I think Mourinho's Chelsea with 95. I mean, no, basically, it, I think it just shows that Man City are just really, really, really ridiculous. I mean, how do you do 100 points in one season and 98 the next season? Only two points off what you did last season. That's, that's, that, that's insane. 
but Liverpool have only lost once. Which is why this the issue with Liverpool this season is a lot of games in which they should have just gone for the win, they were too conservative. Basically, the two games where Liverpool lost the league was Leicester, was Leicester City at home and West Ham away. Mm. I think that the pressure got to, to them and they didn't play with their usual attacking styles. I think if that even you could even argue that I they know how to beat Man City. Pep Guardiola even said in the in his documentary the team that he has issues with and sleepless nights is Liverpool. And Klopp actually had his has a good record against Pep in Bundesliga as well. But Liverpool put a very negative pragmatic approach in that game against Man City at the Etihad. And that was a game that they could, could have won. If they had gone for the win in that game, who knows? Maybe they fall and just get a draw, or maybe they go and, and, and win the game. I just think that against Leicester and West Ham, Klopp was maybe overthinking, and they just played a bit inhibited without actually really going for the jog and really trying, trying, trying to attack. So, Do you think if Liverpool finish second and then they get knocked out in the Champions League, mm. how one, is, it a, is their season a success? And two, if you had to give it a rating out of 10, what would you give it? It's not a success. Out of 10, I would say I would give it an 8.5. Like a 9 out of 10, you need to win at least a, a trophy. See, I, I would argue to say, see, 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 I'll see 8.5 is because of that 97 points. That bloody um, amazing. You know, I've got to give them that, you know. So 97 points is huge. Semi-finals, Champions League is also huge as well. Maybe even a final. So... I would say 8.5, but I see a 9 out of 10 is you've won at least a trophy. Like 10 out of 10 is you've won at least two trophies, you know. So, two okay. Or even a, a treble. Okay, so. so this is interesting. Okay. One, I don't agree with 0.5, but I'll let that point go. Um, <laughs> if Chelsea are going to finish top four, mm. suppose they win the Europa League, is their season a success? And rank it out of 10. If they finish top four, make it to the final of a League Cup, and they win the Europa League? Um, yeah, it's a success. <laughs> of, oh, no, of course it's, it's, it's a success. Like, top four and you win the Europa League, that, of course that, that, that's a, is a success. Especially where Conte left the club last season. And then your you're number out of 10? Um, taking all things into consideration, you've got to give it a nine because you've won a trophy. See, this is the weird thing. About trophies. <laughs> trophies are huge, man. Like, yeah, like trophies can make up for so much. Let me ask you this. Let, let me ask, ask, ask you this. Which would you rather have? Mm -hmm. Liverpool's say, situation of 97 points, um, Champions League semi-finalists or, 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 fi or, or, or finalists played amazing, were very unlucky, third highest points total ever, or Chelsea came in third, 22 points behind Liverpool, not in the Champions League, but they won a Europa League trophy. Which which would which would you rather have? You, sh you know you, sh you shouldn't have you, sh you shouldn't really think. <laughs> the, the fact that you actually even hesit hesit hesitating has me worried, man. <laughs> but it's just like obviously you want to win the trophy, but just Liverpool season I think has been really good. And if I'm a Liverpool fan especially with that little glimmer of hope in that last game of the season. If, I mean, if you're telling me that Liverpool don't win, I'll, I'll take the trophy. But if you're asking me right now whose season would I rather have, I'd rather have Liverpool's season because there's just that little bit of hope of winning the Premier League. And, and now that Chelsea have got top four via the league, does the Europa League really mean as much? 
it's not no no trust me like trophies are important and for me like you see me growing up the uefa cup was still a big trophy it's it's a 23 point gap by the way oh Sorry. 23 points okay yeah but yeah look, look yeah that's yeah that's that's, that's pretty effed up but what can you do now <laughs> no, but you see when i was growing up the UEFA Cup was a big deal. Of course, the Champions League was a big one, but still, the UEFA Cup was a big deal. I think, I don't know, recently, it just seems as if the European League has sort of been... De- First of all, I, I, I even hate it's been called... I mean, who who came up with that dumb name, the Europa League? Like, I prefer to call it to the UEFA Cup. It's because so, the, it's the, the UEFA Cup used to be a knockout competition, basically. Um, I'm, I'm going to call it the, the UEFA Cup. So, it's still a trophy. It's a, It's still a major European trophy. But yeah, um, I, I think I'd, I'd rather have Liverpool season, unless Chelsea win the trophy. In which case, I'll be cool with Chelsea season. <laughs> so you still think that there's a chance that Liverpool win the league this season? Minute, but I think we already discussed Man City aren't going to lose to Brighton. But I could see Liverpool dropping points to Wolves. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. That no, that is very likely. Especially very likely. Wolves away, where they're like they're just going to play on the break, and that's mm. what they want to do. I could see Jota scoring. I could see him and doing, doing something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not beyond impossibility. Put it that way. No, no. But I mean, but I think basically for Liverpool, they just you just have to just go out and win and just hope for hope for the best. Hope, hope for the best. Like yeah. I strongly doubt Man City. I think Man City will do another one zero again. Let me put it like this: If they didn't lose the games that they just played, I don't think they're going to lose their last games. So Liverpool could have lost to Newcastle, but didn't. Mm. City, or not lose, but they could have dropped points to Newcastle, and they didn't. City could have easily dropped points today. They didn't. I think for the past few weeks, we've just been like, they're going to win all of their games. Think about it like this. Are City going to be playing with more pressure than they did today? No. Because they knew Liverpool's result from Saturday, was it? They had to win today. And they knew that wait, they had wait, to wait, win. Wait, 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 wait a minute. So you're saying that they wouldn't have any pressure on them? No, 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 no. I'm not saying any. I'm saying the the game against Brighton won't have as much pressure as today's game. Why not? Because because City knew the Liverpool result ahead of time. And they knew that if they didn't win, they would go to the last game behind. But because they're ahead and they all play the same games at the and they all play their games at the same time. I think there'll be less pressure unless maybe at halftime if Liverpool are winning and it's 0-0 or 1-1 or something like that. Then maybe no, in the no, second no. half, then, then pressure will be ramped up. But today's game is way more pressure for me, I think. I think it's it's a different kind of pressure because like City, based on how the season has gone, I think Pep will even tell his guys that these guys are at home. They're, they're, they're going to win. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing Wolves. These guys are at home. They're gonna win. We we have to win this this game. We have to go ahead. We have we have to totally assume that they're winning that game. Let's for forget about what the result is. We have to just assume they're gonna win that that, that that game. And especially if Liverpool take like an early lead and it's still zero zero with them and Brighton, then it's like, oh okay, okay, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? I'm just thinking of just like a like a technology point. But like if this was I don't know, nineteen fifty. Maybe people would have the radio on, so maybe this like negates the point I'm trying to make. But you could have like real time analysis of the Liverpool game if you're Man City. Like you could just pull up your phone and be like, okay, they have 59 minutes, 20 seconds, 
such and such has the ball. Like you could actually probably have the game on an iPad and watch the game from the bench if you wanted and oh, kind of yeah. know exactly what you need to do. I'm thinking like what would in 1950, like was somebody on the bench with a radio listening to the other team? Or like what if the radio sick, what if the game wasn't on the radio or something like that? Like how how would you have been able to work out exactly what you needed to do in that moment? <laughs> um how the hell was I, am I supposed supposed to know, bro? Radio, like if 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 you don't have a radio on you, then you're screwed. <laughs> then or, or just call yo, what what up? Just do that whole daily daily thing. We have to. <laughs> the whole thing down. So yeah, there had to be somebody like in the stadium, just like okay, so what's happening now? But anyway, um, so what do you want to talk about next? Salah, Salah's injury. We still haven't got there, so. I don't think it was the first contact that messed him up in terms of the concussion, mm. but I think it was the um, when his head hit the ground. And when when I saw the replay, I was like, "Oh, okay, so that's what happened." It didn't look that serious initially, though. Last, no, last it thing. didn't. But then, like his head kind of snapped back and hit the hit the ground. It was like, "Ooh, that doesn't look good." And this comes after was was this against Ajax, where Vertonghen got hit, and then they wanted to put him back. And he was on the touchline, just all woozy and like, yo, like, <laughs> are y'all trying to kill him? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was no, that was crazy, man. That was scary. That was scary because if like, he goes back like, out, yeah, and, yeah, and no, he, he has to, to be helped up, man. Yeah, or he collapses on the pitch or something. Like, you don't know what. Yeah, that was that was scary. And it's the fact that like the player can almost fake his way through the test. That like, if you know what questions the doctors are gonna ask, like, what's your name? What day is it? something like that. You can maybe prepare ahead of time and just kind of sneak your way back on the field. That kind of stuff is scary, but Salah wasn't obviously going to sneak back, but he's out of the game. Because I thought that he would be ready for the game because if it's a serious, like, concussion where you really get hit and there's blood, okay, boom, like, what happens to um, Czech where he actually had to have, like, brain surgery and everything and on a shield? But for Salah, I thought, okay, you know, it's a bit of a knock. And just to be have precaution, you know, let's just take him off to begin with. But now it's like, oh, no, he's out. Like, it's actually like, boom. Yeah, uh, he's not going to play against Barcelona. And no. I don't know if he plays the last game either. Yeah. He probably does. If I how how painful is that? What happened to him last season? Um, The whole injury in the in the final, unable to play. And now, it's because what he has been thinking of since Wednesday was that miss Ooh. at the new camp. Yeah. Like you were literally like yards away, no goal because Stegen was away from his goal. Like three Barcelona guys were in the line. All they had to do was just smack it in. In and see three one, we have a very different conversation. Three one, we have a very different conversation. It's on money. Firmino might be out too. You no 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 no. Firmino and Salah are definitely out. Con con confirmed. They're definitely out. And Barcelona rested their whole. Yeah. Starting eleven, there yeah, were names and, in that and, starting and, eleven. And they lost to Celta Vigo. Wait a minute, so. wait a minute. We we need to look this up because uh, there were some names in here that I I I I know football generally well. I was like, who are these? No, they probably got them from like the 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 road man. This is okay. This is who they started. They started Malcolm, Kevin Prince, Boateng, Usman Dembele, <laughs> um, Ar- Arthur, uh, Sillison. And Vermaelen, who I didn't know was still employed by this club, but okay. And Untiti. Now the rest of these, a guy called Elena. Oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's pretty okay. Good. Puig. Who? Twig. Did you, did, you, did you say Twig? Puig. 
Oh, tweet. Oh, Puig. Puig. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we have Alena, Puig, Todibo, and Wagu or Wage. Who are these? <laughs> On the bench, Alex Collado made an appearance. Pena Sotores was on the bench, and then the rest of these, like we know. But I was like, okay, so they're clearly going with like, let's rest everybody. Messi's not in the squad, that whole kind of thing. Suarez isn't in the squad, etc. So they're clearly just let's rest everyone and let's go to Anfield and let's score one goal. <laughs> all you need, all we need is one goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Liverpool need need, need to fight. But you see now, imagine it's not if Barcelona somehow gets knocked out with Liverpool not having. Salah or Firmino, and you had a 3 0 lead. That I, that I think Messi has to give back all his, his ballon doors, man. Would you put him in the Brick Academy? Yo, yeah. has, has Messi ever touched a Brick Academy? No, he's never. I think I put him under review after the World Cup. I might have put him under review after the, after the Which World one? Cup. Which yeah, one? The this, last one? No, yeah, the one. Yeah, the last one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, in, in 2010, what happened to him in 2010? Was it the semi final loss, quarter final loss? That was quarter, yeah, quarter, yeah. Quarter they beat Mexico in the second round and they lost 4 0 to Germany in yeah, the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when Maradona, Maradona was man. <laughs> and in 2014, they lost in the final. So I guess you, so, so I guess you couldn't put Messi in the Brick Academy for those. Bro, hold on, has Cristiano ever been in the Brick Academy? I don't know of why he would. He why? What, what has he ever done except score goals? No, no, no. There, no, there have been times when he's he's been he's been trash and deserves been the academy. Like I think this was like years ago where he didn't score for like like six, seven, eight games. And he just got like, okay, what's uses if he's not scoring? So I I put him in there. Um. So do you do you think Tottenham have any chance they're gonna have Son back? Um. Maybe. Look, I, I, don't, man, I don't know about Kane, but look, Ajax are gonna have way more. Tottenham have nothing to lose. You already. In the Champions League next season, you finish in the, in the, in the top four. You are huge, overwhelming underdogs. You're playing away from home. You've got nothing to lose. Ajax, there is so much pressure on you because of like, my God, you've not been here since 1996. You'll be playing in front of your home crowd. People are going to be hyped for, for, for the game. The build-up is going to be crazy. The crowd are going to be really expecting you. That's huge pressure for a bunch of 19, 20, 20, 21-year-old prospects. If they score the first goal, they'll be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, see, if Tottenham score first, then it's like, oh, whoa, yeah. okay. Yeah. Then it, it could go extra time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Extra so, time, extra time. Yeah. But if they score first, I think it's it's game over. The final that every football fan wants is Ajax Barcelona. That would be an amazing final. And <laughs> and I've said this many times. The only way that Barcelona not wins Champions League is if Liverpool beat them. There is a zero percent chance Barcelona lose a Champions League final to Tottenham or Ajax. Zero percent. Where's 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 the final this season? Wonder Metro. Plilitano, Atletico's home stadium. Cool. Okay. Which is an amazing stadium. So you've been there, or just no, no, the way it looks? It's, no, it looks flipping amazing. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I I, th- I think when when we saw Steph Curry is overrated, by the way, but Carrion. <laughs> no, no, no Carrion, Carrion, Carrion. Ignore, ignore. Just Carrion, Carrion. I just had to get that out there. Carrion, Carrion. Uh, no, I, I think when when we saw the uh, what was it, the quarterfinal draw. I think everybody, well, not everybody, but I wanted Juventus Barcelona. They knocked out Ajax did. They knocked out Juve. Then we had, there was Manchester United, Tottenham, Liverpool. I was like, nah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want like all, all Premier League final oh, or no. like Liverpool. No, or no, 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 so no, I was like, like, yo, best case scenario, we get like the Cruyff Derby where it's like Ajax against Barcelona. But uh yeah, I was I was hoping that we get Ajax Barcelona. So we're we're on a good 
like starting level, but there's still some work left to do. Yeah, no, 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 um, no. For me, like I think um, I've the whole point of the Champions League is that it's a European competition. That's why I didn't like the AC Milan Juventus final, which was pretty, pretty boring. I didn't like the Bayern Dortmund final, but because a Champions League final has to be between two teams of, of different leagues, there's no point. I mean, to be honest, the only final I think would be interesting would be the El, El Clasico final, which we've never had. We, we we came close so many times. Basically, 2012 was the probably the best chance of it happening of having an El Clasico final. Well, we know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they both lost. Like an El Clasico Champions League final would be crazy. That would be a crazy final. So you didn't like United Chelsea? No. Like, of course, it was exciting, but for me, I was like, this is just a Premier League game. <laughs> Why am I watching this in a in a, in a Champions League game? No. Because they, they put their work in and they deserve to be there. No, no, no. It's not about them deserving to be there. It's the Champions League. I want to see two teams of different leagues play out the final. I don't I don't, I don't want to watch a, a Serie A game or a La Liga game or a Cham- or a Premier League game for a Champions League final. That, that, that makes no, no, no sense. HH calling Kaka overrated. I'm ready to throw hands. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, go on, put it on because yeah, I, I fully, he's, he's, he's overrated. And let me just clarify, overrated doesn't mean the player is crap. People always have misconstrued what the word overrated means, you know, and you as a was with him must know, because as, as if every time you say someone is overrated, like, oh my gosh, my, do you know how good he is? How, how can you disrespect a guy? No, a guy can be amazingly well good, but how people rate him may not be proper. So let's say a guy, People think a guy is tier one, but no, I think he's tier tier two. Tier two is still bloody good, but he's just not tier one. I think he's tier two. Kaka ain't in the same category as Ronaldinho, as Rivaldo, as Romario, as I'm not even talk about Ronaldo. So no, like he was really good for Instagram, but I am I going to call him an outstanding player? Am I going to call him a great player? No. And and also he was on the pitch, um um while um. Coughing up a 3-0 lead in a championship final. You don't think he was great? No, no, he was he wasn't a great player, no. He was a very good player, he wasn't a great player. Great as a great, no, not a great player, no. <laughs> sorry, I mean, like I'm, I'm you know, sorry so, so, to, to break as I, I keep saying this, those your goats you hold so dear to you aren't that good. And I'm and I'm here to to ruin all your dreams. I'm not saying I'm, he's the greatest of all time, but just like Kaka's great. No, he's not. He wasn't great. I'm sorry. He was a very good player. An AC Milan legend, sure. A great player? No. I'm not going to call him a great player. He wasn't a great player. Sorry, he wasn't. Ronaldinho is a great player. Rivaldo is a great player. Romari is a great player. Piole is a great player. Kaka is not in, in the category of the names I just mentioned. According to you, though. like <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not according to me. It's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> your opinion is not a fact. Your opinion is your opinion. I know it's hot. I know it's you know, and I know it pains you. But sometimes the truth. Have you heard the saying "the truth hurts"? It's still the the, the truth. You may not like it, but it's still the truth. But Deal that's with. like they they mean the truth hurts in terms of like an objective fact. This I am is not an objective you. fact. This is yes, Hapok's opinion. It's not my opinion. It's an objective fact. Kaka wasn't that that, that great. It, I'm sorry, it's, he wasn't. Sorry. Throw hands all you want. Meet me in, in, in the alley. We can duke, duke it out. I know Taekwondo and Jiu-Jitsu, so good luck. Do you really? Uh, I did. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. I studied judo. That that's about it. But yeah, no, no. I mean, I, mean, I know, like, um, I I improvise, so I'm, I'm actually quite a um, dangerous fighter. 
is my, my mind is okay, so, so look, you can throw hands hands all, all you want, man, but yeah, I am I am nimble. Have you ever boxed? Sort of, yeah. But like I sort of like I, I if I don't win the fights in the first minute, then I'm screwed because I've got poor stamina. So uh players you guys support, even though their games are very limited. What? It's just a question. Players you guys support, even wait, though their wait, games wait, are very limited. For of all time. I'm I'm assuming any time. Well, Rick Helmet should have had a lot more games, and I think his time was very limited. And I said that he's definitely one of the best players I've ever seen. No, I, I think he means like players who we like, even though they aren't that good. Oh, um, that's interesting. Oh, um, Gattuso. Like, not the greatest player, but what he exemplified was amazing. He's definitely a guy that you'd need in that dressing room. He's a, he's a guy that you would you would love to, to go to war with in the in the, in the trenches. Is a is a Gattuso. So, Kalu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. You know, Kalu does look like a fun guy. But but he he was he was he was pretty good though. Kalu was pretty good. Like, he, had, he had his moments, man. Good, not great, is what I'd say. What do you make of commentators consistently labeling players with terms like power, strong, and pacey? For example, in last week's game, Darren Fletcher labeled Dembele a speed merchant, which made me mute the TV. <laughs> thank you, wait, thank you. Wait, 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 which Dem- wait, as in Usman Dembele? I guess. There's a lot of Dembele's packed mm. so he didn't specify, but I'm assuming it was the, Usman the, Dembele. And well, I don't know if this was Darren Fletcher, the former Manchester United player, but I'm assuming the commentator. Yeah, yeah, so, no, no, no. There's a commentator called Darren Fletcher. And basically, yeah. look, I actually tweeted this out. Um, and it's a conversation that I was having with um, Terry of the football terrace. Like, and this is something that I should to I watch football without commentary. Same. Um, because, first of all, the commentary annoys me because it's either biased or it's just really crap. And also, you have an unfiltered view of the game because whether you like it or not if you're hearing commentary and the guy really big up big up a player a guy said this place that it was it's going to influence how you view the game whether you you like you like it or not and you're gonna you're constantly just fighting like oh no that's strong that's strong that's strong rather than just turn it off just watch it the way you watch it and have your so without any kind of voices in your head so i think it's so yeah because I'm, i i just commentaries i don't sound that great now some of the best commentaries nigerian commentary is bloody hilarious so, whenever I whenever I'm in Nigeria or anything, I do like listening to Nigerian commentary because I just find it funny. Because those, those do you guys... know what? Do you know what I've always wanted, and I'm pretty sure we've discussed this on the podcast before, but I'll mention it again. Um, I want a button on my remote, whether it's like a red button, a blue button, a green button, whatever. They just add a button, or they use a button that's already on the remote. And what you can do is you have your television volume on. And the provider gives you an option that you can mute the commentary but mm. keep the ambiance of the stadium allowed. There is um what's what what was it called? Um that's for, basically I think this was yeah, during the Ol- Olympics in London, you had that choice. So basically there's this thing called called the red button, which gives you like enhanced um options. So if you're watching something, you you press the red red button and you can choose whether to have the commentary. Or just to have the ambience, right? So that's yeah. what I want. Like, obviously, this is, is that like Sky or BT or whomever. Mm. Why don't they make that an option in football? Like, I'd love just to press the button and I get to hear the crowds. 
Um, maybe the coaches, if you can hear them screaming over the mics or whatever. But I can just turn off the commentator, the color commentator, and I can just enjoy the game for myself. But I guess maybe they don't do that because perhaps, like, I could then rip the uh, the the video and then do mm. my own commentary over it. Like if 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 you and I were watching the game with no commentary on top, we could basically just feed that to some streaming site and do our own commentary <laughs> over <laughs> the game. <laughs> but like, how would okay? So okay, if we, if we do that, how what's how does that damage? Apart from obviously, it's damaging to rip a match because of rights, but us yeah, putting that, our that over it. That how part, does that, that part? That part. And they probably they, they pay those commentators a lot of money. I'm assuming, yeah. If not a lot, then a good sum of money to like, especially if you're paying like the color guy. The the lead guy, whoever audio department, those people, you're probably spending a pretty penny on like each game. So if you're gonna spend spend all that money, you guys are gonna hear this no matter what. So, but yeah, I wish I, I wish I had that option, like Copa America games when they come on channels that I don't understand mm-hmm. the language. It'd be nice if I could just like kind of mute the Spanish, and that way I don't get kind of lost. Like, what was that? Because sometimes I try to like piece together what the foreign language is. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. Do you know, do you know the... Arabic? <laughs> Thank you. Because the thing about Arabic commentary, like, there are times when, let's say I'm trying to get, like, a meal or something, and I'm, here, I'm like, oh, what's happening? And literally, nothing is happening. <laughs> they sound so dramatic, and literally, a guy has just passed the ball, and I'm like, what? So, I don't know whether it's something, like, there's just times where, like, it sounds like really the craziest thing that has happened, and a guy, and people are just passing the ball around. Do you know what? I think... Arabic commentary is a good kind of lens into the Middle East and why it is like it is. They're very passionate people about things they oh, yeah. care about. Mm. So if this is what they do when it's just like a good through ball, what do you think they do when like there's actually like geopolitical consequence? <laughs> oh, no, like, no, no, no. Then I, that, yeah, that, no, that's why when people post stuff of um, they always post stuff using Arabic commentary because it's the most dramatic. But obviously, as we all know, the greatest commentary of all time. Actually, best commentary moments of all time is a toss-up between the Dennis Bergkamp France 998 goal and um, when Grosso scored the goal in the 06 World Cup. You know, but obviously, Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp, up. Yeah, the 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 the, the sound you made the MV reminded me of like when Torres scored and oh, yeah. went, oh! <laughs> Fernando. <laughs> what kind of sound was that? Um, oh, you know, man. although you know, with two commentators' credit, there are times when they make the game better. So, like when Aguero scored and Martin Tyler goes Aguero. And he he does that one or drug well, basically basically they just shout the name. So like yeah, when drug yeah. scores the header, or when uh when when Manolas scored in the Champions League against um Barcelona last year and Jury, the Greek god in Rome or whatever it was. Um and then I think I don't know if you've seen this clip go around today or yesterday, mm. but in the opening of Newcastle Liverpool. There was like an opening minute sequence that the commentator gave on like Game of Thrones. So he like pieced together Game of Thrones references 
and linked it to Manchester City, Liverpool, Rafa Benitez. Um, and he just kind of made like a Game of Thrones football combo, essentially. And people seem to like it. So mm -hmm. there are times when they do things that are clever. But just generally speaking, like to this guy's question, when you're calling Dembele a pace merchant and, oh, that was Conte. Look at the strength. Look at his his running ability. He's all <laughs> just like, bro, like, calm down. Oh, no, oh, oh, I mean, you we, 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 we can go deep on the psychology of the whole power and pace thing. If, we could, if but we have. <laughs> oh yeah, we have. So, 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 so did I tell you the, the story of my head my headmaster of my school saying to me, run, 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 run. No, I haven't heard the story. Let's 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 do it. Okay, so basically, um, I hate I hate rugby. I hate the sports, violence, brutal. I always preferred football, but I was one of the fastest people in the school. So humble break, humble break. Yeah, no, no, well, look, yeah, there you go. But just look, I have to be in the team, especially in the sevens team. Obviously, because sevens is when you have seven versus seven, and that's much more about um, the speed and 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 movement of you. So I have to be on the raw rugby team. So we had like a training session, basically where we just you know trained of those drills where we just pass the ball and then we just we just run, run down. So this training session, obviously, it was our coach watching and and the headmaster that was watching. Now, now the key thing about this is that. My headmaster, before this moment, very quiet guy, very softly spoken, was not a guy that was very aggressive, very thing, just very reserved, very nice. I, what's the guy? Um, Miss, Miss, Mr. Dyson. Mr. Dyson, what's his name? So, so obviously, he's at the touchline, basically. So, we pass, pass, of I was always on, on the wing, so I would be the last guy to get the rugby ball. So, he passed, pass, pass, and... The ball then comes to me, and obviously I'm now like speeding past my opposite number. And as I run past my headmaster, as he sees me running past, he goes run, 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 run. <laughs> and I remember just stopping. And for the entire day, I was like, "Did I just hear that?" And for so long, many they said, "Wait, what? What was that?" But then, as I grew and everything like that, I was like, "White people are fascinated by black people." And black people like power and speed. Like it's really fascinates them. So, in their view, it's not coming out of a place of racism. Even if even if it is when you de deconstruct it, for them, they're like and, and and this and we can even link this to the whole quarterback thing in the NFL. For white people, they're like, "Hey, man, we all have our role. You blacks bring the power and the speed." Us whites, we bring the intelligence and the ingenuity. And if you combine this to, 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 together, we make a great team. So everybody has their role. So blacks, you bring the power. You bring the speed. You whites, guys, you bring uh, we, we bring the creativity and the intelligence and everything. And if you combine them together, we have the perfect team with the different roles. And that's just how they want to see it, which, of course, is interesting. Because when you have a guy like JJ Culture who wasn't powerful and wasn't particularly fast, what do you say? Oh, he's using the, the bag of tricks now. Interesting. And I remember even when I was in school, again, because, see, my stronger position was always central mid midfield, always. And I hated the wing because I never knew how to play the wing. But every single time, I always got dropped from the first team because, because they knew I was the fastest in the school, or sorry, one of the fastest, they put me straight onto, onto to the wing. But I was like, I can't do the, but because they knew I was fast, you know, just use your pace. That's all we need from you. Just use, use your pace. You don't think, don't have to play any football, just get the ball and just run down the wing and just cross. That's all we want from you because you're, you're fast. But I was like, no, that, but that's not how I play. So I always moved back to a team which 
Somi as well. You're the central midfielder where more of the football is, is, is being played. So, but the thing about this is that, yeah, it is a mixture of fascination of black people and looking at black people as these specimens, these strong, pacey spe um, specimens that are like, wow, look at this. But, but the thing that just annoys me is that whole thing of like, they think that it's a term of endearment. Like, Man, you're really strong and you're speedy. Yeah, you do that. Let's us whites who are not as strong or speedy as you, we have the intelligence and the creativity. So that's the, that's the issue because how many times, how many times do you see a black player complimented for his creativity, for his intelligence, for his ingenuity? Hardly ever, you know? Could we make an argument kind of like what you suggest? If you are black and you are creative, perhaps when you get to the higher echelons of competitive football, you've mm. already been weeded out in terms of what the coaches want is people who can run fast and they don't necessarily want a player that looks like that doing central midfield-ish type things. So mm. unless you're super talented and it just like a culture, for instance, it just, there's, there's no denying it and you can't not put it in the team. Perhaps people like that get weeded out or they just fall out of love with the game because they're made to do things that they don't want. So then, they, so then they just stop playing, or they go play five aside, or yeah. they just just like football isn't for me the way that you guys want me to play it. So I just stop, and then it kind of feeds the narrative that people who are okay with the more use your body, use your legs, um, mm. use your strength, they're just at more at the forefront because there's more of them. So it kind of just feeds the narrative on both sides because the power structure is looking for one particular thing. I just think that it is definitely a deeper thing of like, I think, especially in England, because again, for me, growing, growing up in England and, well, not growing up, obviously, spending my teenage years in England and doing the whole football thing and everything, I do feel that, just the point that you're making, see, there are black players who, you have you have a, a choice. If you want to be in that top, top, top team, either bring the pace or bring the power. Because if you're now coming to bring in the skill and trying to be skillful and you know bring in that creativity, you probably won't get picked because those white coaches they will not allow you to be the creative um, points of the team. They won't allow you unless you're so amazing. There is no denying it. Because again, like, there was a guy who was on the first team and he was mixed race, and this guy was flipping amazing. And the weird thing was that like, he was actually more talented at music than he was at, at, at football, but he was a central midfielder. And this guy, so this guy, he was so good that you couldn't put the whole pace and power thing on him because he was just one of the most skilled players in this in the school. So unless you're just ridiculously amazing, then you're like, okay, we have to pick you now. But most times, when see, whenever they just even see a black player, I need to know: are you fast or are you powerful? You're either one. Or two. <laughs> So choose, choose one. Either you're fast or you're, or, you're, or you're Basically, if you're big, let's see those muscles. If you're skinny, let's see that speed. Run, boy, run. If you want, it's like, I don't know if it goes this deep. And I think it is getting maybe a little bit better. If you look at players, maybe like Sancho or Hudson Adoy or players like mm. that that are coming up. Like maybe it's getting better, hopefully. But maybe, like if you look back in the Lo days. Lo Loftus Chick, man. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm. But if you go back, maybe like the 80s or the 90s, <laughs> and I, I I couldn't confirm this. I wouldn't know. But you think there's this idea of let's save spots for us? Of course there is. What so do you, you, what do you mean by think? That's obviously. 
So like if, if you are a white coach, you don't even have to say white coaches and you're thinking, I don't even, maybe you don't even do this consciously. It's more of a thing like if, if, I, if, if I do have this skillful black player and he's a central midfielder, he's a number 10, if I play him there, that's taken away from Tyler or whomever who mm. isn't going to get a chance in the team because the wings are already going to be put in by the pace and the power guys. So if I do have like a skillful player there, then what does that mean for my son or my cousin or my nephew or whomever, or just somebody who looks like them? So I wonder if that plays into it a bit like, yo, we need to create spots for us. And then that means kind of you typecast black players into one avenue. That way there's always a space for somebody. Oh, no, no, for the first time, because you always want to have that said for one of yours. But I think a key point I even wanted to raise as well is. Think of how impressionable you are as a young person. Let's say you have a black player who he's naturally skillful, but every time he uses, but the coach says, man, I want you to use your speed, use your power. And every single time that he uses his speed and power, he's encouraged and said, no, you had a a great game. That was an amazing game. If you get encouraged and you have an amazing game, whenever you use your, your, your speed and power, you'd want to do that more. Like again, case in point, there were times when, I felt I had like a really good, good game because I did some skills. I did a few dribbles, but no one really said anything. And the other times when difficult game, but I just used a bit more of my power to just try and really be be, be strong in the thing. And people say, oh my gosh, you had an amazing game. You had an amazing game. And I was like, no, I didn't. I just tried to hustle. Like I didn't have a, have a good, I, I didn't dribble in anyone. I didn't do it in any skills. I had a, a crap game. So if you're encouraged and you're told you had a great game when you're using your pace and power, You'd focus on doing that. And the more and more you do that, the less and less you develop your skills that you, that you have. You know what player came to mind, just like in a professional context, was Victor Moses. Ah. So like, when, so, so like when Kante perfect wanted example. that. <laughs> yeah. like, like Victor Moses for years, when he was at Wigan, when he played with Nigeria. He was, like known, he was known as, as like a skillful player who like dribble players and complete a bunch of take-ons and all that kind of stuff. Kante looks at him and thinks, durable, can run. Yeah. Why don't why don't I just make him a wing back and just have him shuttle and patrol the right wing? And that's basically what he became to where when he got the ball in attacking positions now, he's just lost. <laughs> he just plays it back sideways. Um, you know, lose the ball. Like it's just it's one of those things. Like obviously that's at a professional context. So I could only imagine what ha- what what might happen to a 14-year-old. And then someone just comes and kind of interrupts them and just kind of molds them into what they want rather than what the best them. Yeah. I, I mean, you look at Obi Mikel. Obi, Obi Mikel naturally was a number 10, a creative midfielder. And that is why Ferguson and United wanted to buy him because they're like, okay, man, this can be our next creative mid- mid- midfielder. Mourinho sees him. Nah, man, I'm going to make you a, a, a DM. And he just pre- pretty much just becomes useless, sideways passing. So if you're Nigerian, don't play for Chelsea or England or in yeah. England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, how is it possible that teams from third to sixth were so horrendous that all they could do was stumble into the top four instead of challenging City and Liverpool? All right, so let's 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 run the tape. Tottenham didn't buy anybody either in the summer or in January, which is insane and crazy. And I don't think any team has ever done anything like that. Who finished in the top four and not bought a single player in the summer or in January? Chelsea, new manager, new manager comes in, a totally radically new. Philosophy from the philosophy that they had last season, where you saw Chelsea not even finish in the in the top top four. Arsenal, new manager, replacing a manager who had been in the club for twenty years. 
So you could just imagine a new guy coming in after 20 years of having one single for philosophy. Manchester United, Mourinho, call it maybe the third season jinx. Really, it's 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 really it's really did not happen. He has not have to bring in a new a new manager into try and change things. I believe that Manchester United, that dynasty is fallen and they are on the way down and they are on the decline. So compare that to Man City, the amount of money they have to, to spend, Pep Guardiola's third season with them. Compare that to Liverpool, the money they had to spend, the players that they brought in, Klopp's third season, I think, with the with, with them. Again, there we go. The teams third to six were either in a transition phase or in a decline phase or didn't buy anybody. Conversely to City and Liverpool who bought PP people and already have a system that the players already know and are, and are accustomed to. That was the end of the question, so we thank you guys for your questions. Thank um, you! <laughs> all right so yeah this has been talking tactics podcast uh remember to follow us on twitter instagram soundcloud facebook everywhere if you're on itunes leave us a review five stars or we'll read it on the show i'm at daniel to look half hope where can the people find you find your boy at half hope you know what you know what's easy just go to the website halfhopeforbohot.com all of my socials and everything are all there you're just a click away from the homepage. Yeah, Carl was in Liverpool doing like a stag do or a bachelor Ooh. party if you don't know that. Stagage. Uh, but yeah, hopefully he'll be back next week. It'll be the end of the season. We'll we'll know the the Champions League final matchup by next week. We'll we'll know who wins the yeah, Premier League yeah, next week. We'll, 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 we'll um, know everything. We'll know the yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll know Europa League final. We'll know everything next week except yeah. who wins the Champions League and who wins the Europa League. Talking tactics podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always footballer. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.